You've just tuned into Beyond Your Past, part of the Mental Health News Radio Network. Welcome back to Beyond Your Past. I'm your host, Matt Pappas, certified life coach specializing in overcoming anxiety and trauma recovery. And this podcast is all about helping you move forward from what holds you back. Each week, you'll hear from coaches, clinicians, and advocates who've overcome tremendous odds and are now using their journey to inspire you throughout yours. This is your place to feel validated and encouraged as you take your life back and live free from your past. Are you ready? Let's do this. Today, I'm so excited to talk with my special guest, Jody Amon. Jody is a psychotherapist based out of New York and works with clients in person and virtually around the world. Her passion for helping others overcome the anxiety that's been holding them back in life is well known not only in local circles, but also in her extensive video collection on YouTube, her book titled You Want Anxiety Zero, and her group programs. Not only does she work to help you beat anxiety, but she also specializes in the areas of depression, divorce, chronic pain and illness, eating disorders, abuse trauma, gender identity, relationship issues, and military and war trauma veterans. I first came to know Jody during the pre-release of her book, and I've been a huge fan ever since. If you follow me on social media, you likely know that I read through her book each week live on Periscope in a weekly interactive reading. It was a tremendous experience that I'll never forget and something that helped hundreds of people each week as we talked through not only the tricks and lies of anxiety, but also the skills that we can develop to beat it. Hey, Jody, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining me today. How are you, my friend? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me, Matt. Love to be here. I'm so excited to talk with you. I'm I'm a big fan, as you know, and I just I love the work that, that you're doing. You've inspired me not only in my journey for myself, but also in my work with survivors and those who are working to overcome anxiety. So a huge, gigantic thank you for all the work that you're doing for everyone. It's so needed, and, uh, especially in this day and age. I feel the same about you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. So let's kind of jump right into it. And as I was looking for topics to talk about today, obviously there's a myriad of things we could go over. And I was going through uh, your uh, Twitter feed a little while ago, and I saw a tweet come up from a previous topic that you had discussed um, and we're talking about on one of your videos, and that is, is anxiety actually curable? So let's kind of talk about that, and maybe you can share your thoughts on that topic. Yeah, absolutely. I, I believe that it, it is curable. And if you, if you Google anxiety, you'll find that it is highly treatable. Most people wait one to three years before even seeking help, suffering through anxiety that long. But anxiety is highly treatable, and it's something that you can totally get over and be happy and not have it cause you any more suffering. And let me tell you what I feel like gets in the way of people, you know, because a lot of people think anxiety is not curable, first of all, because a mental health professional has told them that. And that is a belief in some circles that anxiety is not curable, that you just have to manage it. But if you've ever told this to an anxious person, they freak out because who wants to feel this for longer? Uh, who wants to feel it at all, who wants to think that they're going to have to feel it forever. This is something that causes much more anxiety and much more problems and lengthens the time that people have anxiety, I believe. So let me tell you about why people don't get over their anxiety. And these are all changeable, Matt. So this is exciting stuff is one is they don't think it's possible. Like I just said, someone told them that it wasn't possible. Someone told them they couldn't get over anxiety, that they just have to manage it, that they're 
mind is wired this way. Um, and so if you don't believe you can, why put any effort into it? Why try? Um, why take any steps, really? It's impossible. Why do it? So that definitely holds people back. I don't know if you've seen that um, in the work that you do, Matt, or with yourself in the past. Oh, absolutely. I have seen it in myself firsthand for a very long time, and I've seen it with some of the clients I work with, and I I, I read about it on my social media and some comments on my blog and everything. It's one of the things that is the most difficult to grasp and to understand um, is that people really honestly believe that they they always have anxiety. They will always have anxiety. They're always going to be anxious. They're not going to be able to overcome, and it's going to be something that they live with forever and that they just can't ever find a way to move past it. And that's And that's very disheartening, not only to hear, of course, but also to believe it's because I've been there myself. Right. It's devastating. And if you believe that, man, that is going to put you down so far to think that you have no agency to make any difference at all. It's going to make you feel out of control and it's going to up your anxiety. And so this is what we see happening. And a lot of people with um, anxiety want to decrease the stigma of, quote, people with mental illnesses. And so they're really trying to differentiate themselves from other people. They know this is harder for us. We have this hard thing. We have this. And in a way, like they're arguing their own limitations and they're keeping their anxiety. I'm for, I'm all for getting rid of stigma, but I feel like the way we do it actually causes more problems. And I'd like people to feel more normal and regular and in that way get rid of their stigma completely and actually get better in the same process. Let me tell you the other two things that I see that keeps anxiety in people's life. This is why people cannot cure their anxiety. These are changeable. Like like believing it is possible, that is changeable. The other two things is, is they stay still. You cannot stay still and cure your anxiety. It just doesn't work. You have to take some action. Now, a lot of times when people get really, really anxious, they stop working, they pull back from social events, they pull back from their life. This is making anxiety worse, and then they get stuck and really trapped there, and then it's hard to get back and engaged in life again. But their anxiety always gets worse when they back out of life. Now, the third thing that keeps anxiety in people's lives, this is why people think it's not curable, is because they, they try everything, but they still don't like themselves. They try all the skills, they try all the breathing, they try the mindfulness, they try this and that, and they try all the things to get rid of their anxiety and it's not working, but they still don't like themselves. You cannot cure your anxiety and not like yourself. You have to, you have to address how you feel about yourself because if you don't like yourself, you don't ever feel able to get through things and you'll always feel out of control and then you'll always have anxiety. So you have to make peace with yourself and learn how to trust yourself. It's the only way. But it is totally doable. It is absolutely changeable. And that's why with my whole heart and mind, I could say that anxiety is curable. You know, Jody, after reading your book through, I think it's three times now, and of course, being a follower of yours on YouTube and on your newsletters and everything, I used to wake up every day for so long thinking all those same same things, you know, um, I can't get rid of this. It's always going to be here. Um, I've tried everything and it still doesn't work. So I'm, I'm just going to isolate myself and stay away. And I, I woke up every day figuring I was destined to be this way forever. And it was so disheartening. But after a while, I believed it and I just gave up trying. And then when I started to read through your book for the first time, when I first got it, 
I was like, I never knew that anxiety was using tricks and lies to keep me stuck. And I never knew that almost every trick and lie that you outlined in your book was something that I, I dealt with either a lot or, you know, at some point in my life in the past. And I could not believe how, how relatable it was to me. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, everything I'm reading is me, me to a T. And then when I got to the next section about, you know, the skills to beat anxiety, I'm like, wow, I can do that. I can try this. That's not that hard. And when I actually began to apply the principles in your book and really understand how doable they actually were, and it wasn't something that was overly difficult. It just took some, you know, the mindset of I'm going to work through this. I'm going to get over this. I'm going to move forward. It was absolutely life-changing to really change your mindset from self-defeating and negative and I'm stuck forever to, wait a minute, these are lies and tricks and I have ways that I can combat this and overcome it. Oh, thanks so much. You are totally my poster child. And you, you, you know, I've seen this transformation and it's really great because what you could contribute to the world and what you are, what you're choosing to do with this podcast, with your videos and blog, and also with your coaching is really amazing. When we heal ourselves, man, we could really have a purpose in the world and we could change the world and it feels good. It feels so good. And so thank you so much for doing all that you do. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. And, and I, I like how you said that it's doable. Yeah, these practices, like everyone thinks it's too hard to get over anxiety. You have to like really be uncomfortable. No, the practices I give don't make you more uncomfortable. They're absolutely safe. And anyone could do them and you just have to repeat them over and over and practice them. They're easy, but if you practice them, the, the relief is immediate. Like I offer, you don't get harder. You don't get worse before you get better. You know how there's this concept that we have to get worse before we're better? I'm not into that. And so I'm so glad that you trusted me and you took these steps and, and changed everything because I think you're helping a lot of people now. Thank you. I um, appreciate that very much. And I know reading through your book on Periscope every week, it took us from, I think, March 2017 Right up until mid-November, we read just, you know, maybe a, a section at a time or a skill at a time or a trick at a time, and we talked about it, and the response was just overwhelming. I mean, I know people were heading over to buy your book on Amazon, and it was just amazing that when you actually embrace that, these strategies and these ideas and these concepts, they're not anything that's super difficult. You just have to apply yourself and have the mindset, and it was absolutely life-changing. I've read it three times, as I said, either online or on my own, and I know it's just helping so many, so many people in so many ways. You know, I come from a trauma survivor perspective, but obviously there's so many people that deal with anxiety who aren't survivors and it's part of everyday life. And I just encourage everyone, if you haven't checked out the book, go get it, check out the videos. There's all kinds of information on Jody's website, on her YouTube channel, all kinds of amazing things in that book that is really, really life-changing. And it's such a super easy read. You know, sometimes you get these, you know, like uh, a self-help book or, or some type of workbook and they're using all kinds of gigantic lingo and jargon. And, you know, they, they're kind of talking over your head. This book is written in a very down to earth, easy to understand way that anybody can just to take the principles and apply it. So I love it. I love it. Oh, thank you. So the next thing I want to talk about is something that uh, we touched about a little bit and something that I hear a lot. And that is when people will say things like, I'm just an anxious person by nature, or I was born with anxiety. I'm never going to change. Um, what do you say to someone who might be thinking something like that right now, that they were actually born being somebody who has to deal with anxiety in such a traumatic way? Well, there, there is some 
it, this is a difficult question because there's there's research coming out all the time that is changing our understanding of all this, especially genetics. And there is, you know, some people that have some issues uh, absorbing folate or something like that. And so that is a genetic thing and that sometimes causes anxiety or causes your adrenaline to be kicked up a little bit, stuff like that. Uh, there is some physical things like a, a high thyroid or, or too much um, hormones in your thyroid or sometimes during pregnancy or different, there is hormones that increase our adrenaline. Like estrogen increases our adrenaline. And so if you think about, yes, there is a physical aspect of it. We also know, and this is coming out more and more, that there is a connection between depression and anxiety and inflammation in the body. Now, that is not something we're born with. That's something that comes from, you know, our the toxins in our environment or in our food. But so we know that there is some physical connections to getting anxiety. And I like to help people address that from all sides. You know, anytime we do some movement and exercise, we're helping uh, our body get nourished and we're helping our B vitamins get absorbed. Um, we're helping our gut. There's a huge connection with our gut and our brain. So this is a very complicated question. Also, everybody is born with the fear response, like the parasympathetic nervous system. And so that nervous system is the amygdala in the brain that, that responds if you might be in physical danger. And so often it goes, like 98% of the time it goes off and you don't need it. But we all are born with this fear response and thank goodness that we have it because it's pretty amazing that we have all this adrenaline that will help us fight or fight or flee or whatever. Um, unfortunately, we have it so much when we don't need it and it feels scary. And so we've kind of tricked ourselves into thinking that it is dangerous. Um, and so, you know, uh, in my teaching, in my book and in my teaching, I teach people what happens biologically so they can understand it and are no longer afraid. And so that's that's a really important piece. The biology of it is a very important piece, but it's not the whole piece. And it's not and because we do learn anxiety. We do learn it. Now, the fear response we're all born with, but anxiety is a leftover fear response when we're not in physical danger, and that's something that we learn. So physically, we could have more adrenaline, but the anxiety is something that we make meaning out of that adrenaline feeling, the symptoms of the adrenaline, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely it does. And this is also um, outlined in your book. And I know it's something that I always think about um, when I was reading this and in my own journey is if something is learned, it can be unlearned or relearned, depending on how you want to look at it. And yeah. um, absolutely. And that's, that, that's a big part of working through anxiety is the things that are learned or, you know, things that happen to us as a result of trauma or some major life transition or some, you know, in any type of circumstance, um, obviously anxiety can fuel that it can play off of it. It can cause us to feel more stuck, more alone, depressed, isolated, um, and everything that goes with it. But then when you start to really understand why that, um, you know, you're feeling this way and how anxiety is playing off the fear response, you know, the natural fear response that we all have, how anxiety plays off of that and makes us feel like fear and anxiety are one and the same. When you start to understand that they're not and that the anxiety can make you feel that way, that was a big change for me and something that a lot of people told me when, when we were reading through the book is that they always thought that fear and anxiety kind of went hand in hand when in reality, 
one kind of plays off the other and makes it feel worse. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people think, well, some anxiety is good because it makes you, um, you know, wear a helmet or seatbelt. And I'm like, that's common sense. (laughs) And (laughs) yes, we need the fear response. We want it. It comes a lot when we don't need it. But anxiety, we never need it. Anxiety is just suffering when you're safe. And so, um, but your body thinks you're not safe and your mind actually thinks you're not safe. And so um, we don't need any of it at all. Yes, we want the fear response. We never want the anxiety. There's nothing good about it. Uh, there's nothing helpful about it. That we could have common sense to be helpful, to be safe in our life. We don't need anxiety to do that. And that's really important because a lot of people think they need anxiety protects them somehow. And of course, they're not going to try to get rid of it if they think it protects them. Right. Very well said. And I know for trauma survivors, a lot of the uh, survival tactics and things that we use served us for a time. Um, And now, of course, as we get older and we realize we're safe and we can work through some of these things, we realize that the coping skills and strategies and things that we felt no longer serve us in a healthy way. So when you can start to understand that and then work through and start to reprogram yourself to understand what anxiety is doing, I mean, what it's trying to do and how you can actually use simple strategies in everyday life and virtually any situation to ground yourself, to calm yourself. And of course, you know, using various techniques that are outlined in your book, it really just makes not only working through the anxiety much more doable but I think when you when you understand exactly what's happening, that just kind of puts things in into perspective. It doesn't seem so overwhelming. You know, you're not living in your uh, emotional mind so much. You're able to make um, wise decisions, wise decisions using a rational mind. And something you outlined in your book many times is being able to to step back and look at yourself. You know, kind of from like a cliff looking down and seeing it play out. And that really kind of puts a lot of stuff into perspective when you can separate yourself from the emotional moment, from the anxiety driving moment and see it for what it really is and see how you can actually cope, overcome. And I think it's incredible. Thank you. That's a really powerful way to do it. You know, you, you, you get yourself out of the chaos of it and then you can think clearer and see clearer. It's it's pretty brilliant. I use it 10 times a day in my own life, that (laughs) tactic of stepping back and seeing a situation. Yeah, absolutely. I do it all the time as well. And sometimes it's easier than others. And sometimes I have to really force myself to take a step back and breathe and pause and then say, okay, what's really going on here? What's really happening? What am I really feeling? Am I safe, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, once I do that, I immediately start to calm down. My breathing gets regulated. And, you know, then then you can start to do some self-care, take care of yourself, do things that make you feel good and kind of move forward and not get caught up in that moment. So exactly. Absolutely. Uh, one of the last questions I have for you, because I know that I want to respect your time, is how can we be our own best advocate when it comes to working through understanding and overcoming anxiety, things that we can do on our own behalf um, to really just start start to take our life back? I would say, Seth, I don't know if you're talking about uh, advocating yourself with in the world, like with other people at work, um, or just with the anxiety itself, advocating for yourself against the anxiety. Yes, 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 yes. I would say set limits. Actually, this could answer all of those questions. You know, anxiety just has no boundaries. It wants to take you over. It wants to, you know, it wants to come in the front and the back and the side. It wants to get you everywhere and try to confuse you. And you have to kind of set limits with it. That's, that is helpful when you're taking that step back to say, you know, it can't take that step back with you. It stays in the chaos 
of the situation and you're taking a step back. So in the way you're removing yourself and setting boundaries around yourself so you can see it clearly. But setting boundaries is a confusing thing for a lot of people, I think, but saying no, I don't believe you. No, that's a lie. All those things are setting boundaries also. And I think that's the best way that you could advocate for yourself is to know that you are worth it and you're worth feeling good and that anxiety is a total liar. And when you when you see the lies, if you read, there's 15 lies that I outline in my book. And if you understand them, then when they come, you'll see them coming a mile away and they won't be able to penetrate your boundaries and say, I don't believe that anymore. It needs you to believe it. It needs you to, or it won't work. It will have no more power if you don't believe anymore. And that's how you get over it. I love that. And one one of the things you're talking about, how you can see it coming a mile away. You're right. Once you recognize all of those tricks and those lies, and I know I can see it coming a mile away now. And (laughs) one of the things that you outlined talks about actually um, acknowledging anxiety, saying, hey, I know that you're here. I know what you're trying to do. I've seen this before but I'm safe. I'm not going to go down that road and actually acknowledging the presence. And I mean, sometimes I say it out loud. I'm like, Hey, I know what you're trying to do here. Um, and, or else, you know, I'll just say it to myself, depending where I am, but I'll actually acknowledge the presence and, and understand what's coming, why I'm feeling this way. If there's a situation, say at work or somewhere where you're at, and you can start to feel some type of nervousness, some type of anxious feelings you understand, and you can see how this has happened time and time again, And then you can start to put in play the strategies and the skills that you already have and the ones, you know, that you outline in your book to really start to combat that. And rather than spinning out and going into an anxiety attack and isolating and being down for hours or days or weeks at a time, suddenly you're able to recover in a matter of seconds or even minutes, right? You're incredible. You're a great representation of everything I teach. You've embodied it completely. It's awesome. I love it. You know, when you're teaching, you're now you're a teacher, you're teaching it. And so then you, that's a really the highest level of understanding it. And you got it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's like, like I said, I've read a bunch of uh, books uh, on anxiety and yours is by far the easiest to read. It just puts it on such a good doable level. And, you know, again, I encourage everyone to check it out. You can find it on Amazon. Just search Jody Amon. You can go to her website, her YouTube channel. Um, if you want to learn more about her, obviously follow her on Twitter and on, on social media. Um, she does uh, Facebook lives and radio shows, all kinds of amazing stuff. Jody, this has been awesome. I am so glad to talk to you and I can't wait to do it again. I'm hoping that you have a wonderful holiday season. You too. Happy holidays to you. Thank you so much for having me on. And thank you so much for just being out there. I love it. How you doing, my friend? This is Matt, your host right here on Beyond Your Past a podcast all about helping you move forward from what holds you back. If you enjoy these shows, please consider subscribing and leaving a review. I would so appreciate it. Feel free also to contact me anytime. You can do so via my website, beyondyourpast.com. I'd love to hear from you. And now let's get back to the show. That interview with Jody was just incredible, right? I mean, she's such an inspiration. She's such an encouragement. I refer to her as an anxiety warrior. Um, I think it's just amazing that the strategies that she shares and the strategies that have helped so many people are just honestly, really, and truly so easy to do. And I know as someone who suffers from anxiety, believe me, I know anxiety can feel hopeless. It can feel overwhelming. It can feel frustrating and you can feel like there's just no hope. There's no way out. Every day you wake up dreading what's coming. You dread what happens when you go to work. 
You dread what happens when you come home. You dread what happens on vacation. You dread what happens when you go out. The outlook on life that anxiety tries to make you believe is just incredibly disheartening, incredibly frustrating, and you really just want to oftentimes not even get out of bed in the morning, right? You'd rather just stay in bed, pull up the covers, and just try and not face the world because it seems too daunting. But I want to encourage you, don't give up hope, my friend. I really and truly mean that. Anxiety is indeed curable, as we talked about. It's not a life sentence. It's not something you have to live with day in and day out with no hope. Even if you've struggled your entire life, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60 years, there's still hope for overcoming anxiety. And if you're sitting there shaking your head going, no, not me, not me, I can't do it. Believe me, I was sitting there right where you are. I was sitting there shaking my head. And I can remember when I first started reading through this book, I kind of went into this book with a mindset of, this is not going to work for me, but I might as well try because what do I have to lose, right? But once I began to apply the principles and really understand, as we talked about on the show with Jody, that these things that anxiety does, they're all tricks and lies. They're things designed to keep you stuck, to take over your life, to make you feel like you have no hope. But when you understand that it is a lie and that it is indeed a trick, it's a strategy that anxiety uses against you in a relentless way, then you start to put it in perspective. And once you realize what anxiety is trying to do, then you can really start to work on your own behalf and start to really understand that there is hope and that the things that she talks about in her book and some of the strategies that we talked about on the podcast are things that are very doable. You know, it's not something that you have to have all kinds of experience with and things that are just over the top difficult and things that maybe only someone who's further along in their journey can do. I mean, these are easy daily steps, but the key is daily steps, things that you have to do on your own behalf every time. During the Periscope videos that we did as we were reading through this book, I emphasized more times than I can care to imagine that beating anxiety takes practice, practice, practice. And if you're a musician or if you're somebody who has any type of hobby at all, anything that you enjoy doing, even if it comes natural to you, you still have to practice, right? Practicing helps us get better, helps us get more comfortable, helps us understand the value of the work that we're doing and we can see real progress. And it's the same way with anxiety. If we practice the daily steps, practice daily understanding of what anxiety is trying to do. If we practice affirming ourselves and advocating for ourselves and taking steps on our own behalf, suddenly the overwhelming feeling starts to subside. Suddenly you're able to see anxiety coming not so much in a way that you did before to where it's so daunting, but you understand that, you know, this situation could possibly be a time when anxiety is going to manifest itself. And you start to remember the things that you used to feel and the things that you used to do. And then you start to put in practice all the strategies and you begin to say, wait a minute, I can handle this. There is hope. This isn't a life sentence. I can actually not be stuck and down for the count for days or weeks or months at a time now. I can actually be more resilient and take my life back and know that I have the power inside me and you have the power inside you to finally live free from the grip that anxiety has. And, you know, something else that we talked about a little bit and something that I've mentioned many times to clients and on the Periscope videos is that anxiety is indeed relentless and anxiety builds on itself. It's more than happy to keep using every situation in the past, every negative thought, every negative emotion. It's more than happy to keep compounding the fear to really make you believe 
that you can't do it. And it just, it just builds on itself. You know, we say trauma is cumulative. Anxiety is cumulative. It just keeps building and building and building. You know, anxiety doesn't take a break. It's not this type of situation where anxiety is sitting there saying, okay, well, you know, you know, Matt's been dealing with a lot lately. We're just going to give him a break. No, anxiety wants to keep piling it on and piling it on. And that's when the overwhelming feelings and the hopeless feelings really set in and manifest themselves. But Knowing that trauma is cumulative, knowing that anxiety is cumulative, you also know that healing and, and strategies and advocacy is cumulative. And you know that the more you work at something, the better you're going to get at it, the more fluent you're going to get at it, the more adept you're going to be able to see the tricks that are being used, and the more comfortable you'll become with acknowledging anxiety's presence and then going and distracting yourself by doing something else. And that's one of the big keys that's, that we talk about on the videos and something that of course is outlined in Jody's book is the importance of acknowledging anxiety. You know, when you push something aside and you don't deal with it, it's going to come back later. It's going to come back to haunt you. But when you start to confront it head on and start working on your own self and working on your own behalf and not letting anxiety take over and not listening to that negative voice in your head, you start to become more empowered. You become more resilient. You're more excited about the day rather than dreading it. Because you know that no matter what happens, you're going to be able to handle it because you have the skills in your anxiety survivor's toolbox, as we like to call it, to really face the day, face what's coming, because each situation is going to be a learning experience, right? And let's remember, some days you're going to have rough days. Some days you're going to have bad days. Some days you're just going to you know, have a tough day at work, a tough day at the family. Something's just not going to go right. Things are going wrong. There's traffic everywhere. And you're just frustrated. And even the most seasoned anxiety warrior is going to have those off days. But you know what? Those off days that that used to keep you stuck and miserable and send you spiraling and down into depression, suddenly they aren't keeping you stuck as long. Suddenly you're able to be more resilient. Suddenly you're able to understand that this happened. I'm going to learn from it. I'm going to use this experience to empower myself more in the future. And that's really what it's all about. Daily practice on your own behalf. And you'll be surprised at the results you can get and how quickly they happen. So I just want to leave you with that encouragement, my friends. Anxiety is not something that you have to live with all the time. There is hope. And I definitely encourage you to check out Jody's book. Check out my Periscope series over on periscope.tv slash beyond your past. There's all kinds of videos there as we talk through this. Um, I have blog posts over on my survivor blog called survivemypast.net. Then I have a whole series that I wrote about this, which you can definitely check out as well. Just go over to survivemypast.net and search anxiety. You'll see all kinds of stuff there. So, And if you're interested in working with an anxiety coach and you'd like to learn more about what that means and if it's right for you, I definitely encourage you head over to beyondyourpast.com. You can find out more information there about working through anxiety with me as your coach. And you can certainly fill out the contact form and schedule a free intro session and see if working with a coach is right for you. Thanks for listening to Beyond Your Past, part of the Mental Health News Radio Network. Information shared on this podcast should not be considered as a substitute for professional medical help or mental health counseling. If you've ever considered working with a certified coach, or if you simply have questions about how working with a coach can benefit you, just head on over to beyondyourpast.com for more information and to schedule your free introductory session. We'll work together to figure out what's holding you back so that you can realize your full potential and discover the authentic you. Remember, you are worth it. Achieving your goals and waking up each day knowing that you can handle what's coming and thrive is something that everyone deserves. So take that first step and contact me today and let's do this. 
Talk to you soon.